Imagine a Sinister Six that is masterminded by Jared Harris's character in Morbius, whose name is Dr. Otto Octavius. Yeah. And I believe the mastermind of all of this is Adrian Toomes the Vulture. Ah, okay. Internal squabbling Noxus pyramid over there. Oh. Whoa, Tommy's blocks. I use them to calm down. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to New Rockstars. I'm Philip Molina, and this is Rogue Theory, and we are talking Sinister Six. I know that's jumping ahead from Morbius, but that's where it feels like it's going. And also, we're going to talk about how the Morbius trailer confirms that that's going to happen. With me to get Sinister, of course, is Eric Voss. Yay. Hi. Woo! Tommy Bechtold. Yay. So great to be here. And Marina Mastros. Hello. Tommy, hilarious joke, as always. Uh, on this episode, uh, we're also going to theorize on how the Eternals are apparently directly connected to the events of Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. yeah. You guys have some ideas on that. We do. Yay! You guys came prepared this week, unlike every other time. I'm so excited. Uh, and you guys were also working on some crafts earlier that I'm very curious to see mm -hmm, what mm -hmm, it was. Mm -hmm. He's going to love our present to him. Oh my God. <laughs> if you silly me. Uh -huh. uh, if you silly Philly. <laughs> very silly Philly. Uh, the, 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 new, uh, the new Morbius trailer has a couple of hints that there are going to be Spider-Man crossovers. Mm. Uh, obviously the shot at the end of Michael Keaton. Mm. Uh, but if we're going to go ahead and start seeing you know, these different characters like Vulture potentially crossing over, and we already know this takes place in a Venom universe mm. too, then does that mean that we are going to see the Sinister Six, the villainous team, Sony has been trying to make a Sinister Six movie forever, and rumor has it that they want their 2021 Spider-Man movie to be the Sinister Six movie. Mm -hmm. So, who's on that team? How do they get there? What's the team goal? Mm -hmm. How will it all tie into Morbius and Venom 2? Okay, so when you're thinking about the Sinister Six, you have to think about who is going to be the mastermind of it. Who's going to be the ringleader yeah. to decide? Because there's a lot of Spider-Man villains. Mm. Uh, everybody hates Spider-Man, especially now that Mysterio has kind of painted mm -hmm. them as this like this villain, this guy who got away with it, and here's who this kid is, he's a Which monster. does overlap into this universe because we have that, that still frame in the trailer That's of right. uh, Spider-Man being called a murderer. That's right. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's weird how the Sony-verse and the MCU do kind of have that overlap when it comes to Spider-Man movies and Spider-Man characters. Mm -hmm. Well, in this new Morbius trailer, we have Jared Harris playing a character, and we don't know what his character's name is. And In my trailer breakdown of it, I thought he could be the Nikos equivalent, but what if the reason that we don't know his name yet is he's a really famous character name. Imagine a Sinister Six that is masterminded by Jared Harris's character in Morbius, whose name is Dr. Otto Octavius. Yes. <laughs> and he is leading this new Sinister yeah. Six. Yes. And what is their goal? Well, if we look at Morbius, it's, uh, it's very much a story about a guy, a physician who has to heal himself, who has mm. got this illness, uh, someone who uses this kind of uh, deformity, this supernatural ability to uh, stay alive and to uh, further advance his powers. So what if... Uh, Jared Harris's character as Otto Octavius is uh, in a similar boat that yeah. he uses things like um, external arms, these cybernetic arms that are linked to his nervous system mm -hmm. to help get him through life. Mm -hmm. uh, and that way he kind of has this commonality with the young Michael Morbius who uses vampire <laughs> powers mm -hmm. to get through his life. Uh, but that d deranges his mind and it drives him insane. And he finds other people who have been scarred by the existence of superheroic events in mm -hmm. this world. Oh, are you oh. saying Doc Ock was potentially, you know, suffered a spinal injury or something as yeah. the results oh. of the events of a Marvel right. movie? 
right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, he totally. was uh, in New York when mm -hmm. uh, Infinity War was going down, or he was trapped under rubble mm -hmm. uh, as yeah. the Avengers compound collapsed. Maybe in New he York. was part of a trapeze group. Yeah, that one of them got dusted while they were holding him by the arms, <laughs> and he hurtled to the ground and was paralyzed. <laughs> was already a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doctor of the circus. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Every circus has to have a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. A circus doctors. Not to interrupt your theory yeah. that I think should I would give them all the rogies right now. <laughs> circus doctors are clowns, yes. and they're ridiculous. That's yeah. right. They, yes. uh, or he was just like at, in Prague when that mm -hmm. crap was oh going God. down in Far From Home, yeah. right? Yeah. He just was in Prague and yeah, had Prague. an unrelated he's, injury. Of, he was in Prague. Yeah, he was trapped underneath the Ferris wheel when it went down. So we imagine Jared Harris says Doc Ock. He's a mastermind, right? I had that action figure that that's taken from. Yeah. So he is our, our ringleader of the team. So who else does he reach out to? Well, um, also in the Sony Spider-Verse is someone else who seems to be affected by the events of supernatural events. We got Cletus Cassidy as Carnage joining that team uh, because their mission will be to get back at one of the superheroes who they all hate. Maybe their mission is kill the Spider-Man, right? Well, and what has happened to Carnage? Uh Carnage has been infected by a symbiote, right? Which they might link to, oh, other things from outer space that come down here. Why can't we just have an Earth that was peaceful without all these crazy fictional sci-fi events happening? Uh, they know their events are fictional. <laughs> right. So maybe like uh, trumpeting uh, and beating the drum of, of the Sinister Six is J.K. Simmons, mm. who lost his son John oh, Jameson yeah. as the astronaut of the Life Foundation mm -hmm. spaceship, right? Oh, yeah. So he's kind of their PR machine. Mm -hmm. Um, also joining them could be uh, the two guys from uh, <laughs> Homecoming who met in prison, Vulture and Scorpion, wow. who have the reason to hate Tony Stark as well, right? Uh, yeah, and we totally. know uh, Vulture's been coming coming back in the Morbius movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have these four, but if their mission is to kill the Spider-Man, yeah. who's better to kill the Spider-Man than the hunter of the most dangerous game, Craven the Hunter? Ooh. Right, yeah. so he's joining this team. Can you still see him here? Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Can I stack him? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's riding Doc Ock <laughs> uh, into, into battle. Yeah. <laughs> he's tamed the oh, Ock. I'm making a pyramid, so, making a pyramid out of this. Amongst two dolphins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, finally, uh, joining this team, someone who knows Peter Parker personally. Oh. Uh, someone who's had a history of antagonism with Peter Parker, who may feel betrayed now, knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, is... That would have been a better answer than what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, Flash Thompson as Ooh. Green Goblin. Whoa, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. As Green Goblin. As Green Goblin. So uh, Far From Home had those details of like, he's got some kind of drama going that's on right, with his that's parents. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe his parents work for Oscorp mm -hmm. and he's able to get some of that tech. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, that's uh, great. And he uses that and he joins the team as mm -hmm. like the kid version of the team. Yeah. Now, kid Goblin? A kid well, Goblin. Kid Goblin. <laughs> Uh, but the how will this tie into Venom 2? Uh, we see how Carnage could kind of come in. Maybe characters like Eddie Brock and Michael Morbius, they kind of seem like anti-heroes. I could see them siding with Peter to help mm. him fight them mm. in this movie. And maybe Vulture, uh, thanking Peter for saving his life in Homecoming, might join that team as well. So you might see some defections from this Sinister Six. But I think this Sinister Six is people who have all, all bear... Um, personal heavy scars from all these superhero um, attacks are, are going to work together daughter. to kill the Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. All right. Solid team. Uh, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. So that you got that part right. <laughs> uh, uh, and then pretty sinister. Uh, pretty I'm, sinister. Eric, I'm going to give you two rogies wow. for that uh, because pretty solid I would have given you more but you know I don't know that I'm feeling Kid Goblin okay mm. that's fine. okay yeah. I am though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you've 
No, I can't make that joke. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for not making. Thank it. you for having the restraint. I made it in my head as well. <laughs> uh, Did we all make it? Now, in our just like kindergarten, Eric and I are gonna have to share some blocks here without uh. fighting because part of his team is part of my team oh. as well. I also uh, gathered six of the Marvel universes and Spider-Man's own personal rogues together to create a super team. Uh, in this case, in my movie, they're uh, they're teaming up to steal something. I know, not another heist movie. Yawn. We already saw that in Endgame where they had to steal things. These are bad guys stealing things, but there's a, there's a twinge to it. They're trying to steal. They're teaming up together in a very loose alliance. Okay. They all want a common thing, which is to they're gonna there's gonna be some sort of weapon or technology that they want to steal, and then mm. they're gonna go their separate ways. So we have okay. a bit of a dangerous liaison here, mm. yeah. and I believe the mastermind of all of this is Adrian Toomes, the Vulture, ah. okay. and I believe he uses his connections in prison to record or to to recruit other. Uh, bad guys, including the already we've already seen him interact with Scorpion, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's the end of their interaction. So I think he pulls in Scorpion. But when you're putting together a super team, you need to think of people that are brought in specifically for their abilities. So you're going to need an athlete, and that's why I think the next person he takes is Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> he can, uh, pull out the, pull out the block. Pull out he's the down block. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Josh? I think you need to start bringing in people with specific skills. Better, you need a please. blunt force trauma guy. That's where you get the introduction of the rhino. The Ooh. rhino is such a good Ooh. villain to include in a movie where there's tons of villains because you don't need to do much. You just need to have a guy get a resentment towards Spider-Man, put him in a rhino suit, and have him be freakishly <laughs> big. There's tons of actors that could have so much fun with this he's role. He's just the muscle. Yes, he's yeah. the muscle. Okay, so he goes there. So next on my dream team is uh, billionaire fashion designer turned criminal, Hobgoblin. <laughs> Mostly because I just think that, like, if you, if you, I think he's, like, a good character. I would include Green Goblin, but I, I just don't think they've done the work with Oscorp yet to rush that storyline. Mm -hmm. I mean, where is that yeah. movie? Because there feels to me that there needs to be another movie introducing Oscorp, the Green Goblin, Goblin serum and all that before you can have it uh, be a huge part of a Spider-Man movie as much as I did love your theory. So anyway, then we have the Hobgoblin uh, going in and then we just need two more members of our team, which is where I think I also agree Craven the Hunter has to come in. Okay. He's the master. I mean, he's got super, super strong senses of, of sight and smell. So he's going to be able to see problems. He's kind of the uh, the man that goes in and does the, the scouting. Like mm. he looks around where they have to steal. And then finally, the last member of their team, no, this is where it gets good. At the top of the period, does this work if we stack these like yeah, this? Yeah, do it. Thank you. Eric did it already. Okay, sorry, but can you do it like this? <laughs> did it work? Same. Did you do that all? Yep. So it's one pyramid, six blocks. So anyway, Josh Allen, uh, so, so Morbius is also on their team, but here's the problem. You assemble this team of super villains, but you notice something. Some of these are more conflicted villains in the comic books, and that's where an internal civil war begins. Ooh. And we separate off. We have Vulture and Morbius against Scorpion and Hobgoblin and Craven the Hunter and Rhino's in the middle because he's not very smart. <laughs> the he doesn't want mom girl. to be mad and he doesn't want dad to be mad and he just wants one Christmas. Even though everyone says two Christmases is better and you get more presents, he just wants everyone around the tree. But eventually he sides with the bad guys too. And then over here, we have Spider-Man and it's a three-way battle royale at the end to get this technology that they're all trying to steal. Oh, cool. And then these two like kiss and... That Spider-Man over there? Can you give them each the nickname that they would get in a heist movie? Yeah. Okay. He's scout. the killer. The scout. He's the scout. Yeah. He's the wild card. Yeah. He's the one you don't mess with. <laughs> they always got to have one of those. Uh, he's the guy who's always trying to drink blood. Uh, <laughs> wild card. He's George the Clooney. muscle. He's the brains. And then uh, he's Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? <laughs> the Spider-Man of the group. He's the Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tombs. 
Uh, great, cool. Uh, okay. the it feels like the heist movie part went away. Yeah. Also, what are they stealing? Yeah, that's what I have. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I think it's got to be like Tommy. A, we're sending you in there this afternoon to make this pitch. Oh, okay. Well, you really in that case, need that answer. It's just about a boy and a girl who love each other. At the Thank end of the day, you. no. Uh, stealing her heart. Steal it. Yeah, it's about hearts being stolen. Literally, there's an yes. organ thief on the loose. Uh, no, I think like we have to tie it into the universe. So maybe this is the introduction of Oscorp. Maybe we get the introduction of Oscorp through this movie where they're all racing to steal this thing that that. Uh, that, that Oscorp has announced, this piece of technology. I'm guessing some sort of weapon, something that will make them able to... I mean, most of these people that, that have been established are motivated by trying to prevent the government from having all of the good technology so that they can do what they want. Like, mm. Adrian Toomes is disenfranchised. Scorpion's a career criminal that just wants to sell weapons. So my guess is this is something that will allow them to continue their criminal enterprises without interference from people like Spider-Man or the Avengers or any of those other characters. So a weapon that maybe wipes out superpowered people. Yeah, like something. a superpower that, that can debilitate Spider-Man or other or Captain America or anyone else that we know can be referenced but probably won't be seen in these movies. Yeah, yeah. Just, just old man Cap just like gets a <laughs> package in the mail. Yes. Well, that's just ice. They just they just laid out a patch of ice in his front porch. And he can't leave his house for three months. But uh, cool. All right, Tommy, you get a full-on roguey. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you were snarky at me. But uh, <laughs> so you get a second rogie oh, no. for the snark. It doesn't feel good though. This feels like the rogie that you take from your dad, and then he doesn't talk to you for three weeks. No, he's like, no, no. Good job. I'm proud of you out there today. Thank you for telling me to shut up on the baseball yeah. field. Uh, <laughs> There's an ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, but you were never a child. No. Uh, so, uh, Marina, I'm tell still shrinking. I'm Benjamin buttoning as we speak. <laughs> Not well. Uh, <laughs> God. This father-son relationship needs It's work. fine. This is good for us. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's we're going to get I, in on this. Yeah, please. All right. Uh, my uh, Dominic Toretto, okay, my leader of the we team. We can't. We're, I don't like this thing where we're using Toretto as like this like household name. What? This is such a Toretto household name. What a Toretto move. The Toretto of the of He's the more of a household name than Morbius. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not to our audience. <laughs> the Dominic Toretto to our audience. We're going to do a breakdown of every Fast and Furious. When you get seven movies, you get to Nine. The ninth is coming out yeah, this year. Yeah, it's fine. Well, Hobbs and Shaw would make it ten. Oh my God! The There's Dominic no Toretto. Toretto of my team is Mysterio. Ooh. Ooh. What? Who does it for family? Loves Corona. Loves <laughs> yeah. Corona. Has a house in East LA. Yeah. Uh, no, because he's not dead. Uh -huh. Okay. He, which you know, this, this is not like a huge. Uh, this has been said, right? Mm. It's a theory that exists, and I think it's a theory that I believe. So this is our Dominic Toretto. And what is this Dominic Toretto? I'm going to keep saying his name over. I see. What does this Dominic Toretto want? More than family, Muscles. more than honor, more mm. than a fast car, is to be a new Avenger, right? He, the, right. His original motivation was to be a superhero, somebody that everybody loved, mm. and he brought illusion and all this technology just so that he could be seen as the good guy, right? And now this is where he, he and he messed it up for himself. This is where mm -hmm. he has a chance to get that back because everybody hates Spider-Man right now, yeah. right? He can come back and everyone will be like, yes, he's a victim. This is his chance to rise and he can be redeemed, mm -hmm. right? And he is going to do that by forming a new basically replacement Avengers group. When they're down, they're weak right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, so Mysterio recruits Venom, okay? 
because he's convinced no mysterio is known for lying to people so he convinces venom that you know he venom has a lot of integrity as a journalist or he did <laughs> or eddie brock yeah eddie venom brock is kind of biased you know, venom has a lot of integrity in the qu- high quality of meat that he consumes mm. he yes. only does yeah. free range mm. uh yeah but that, yeah alive. <laughs> but yeah, Eddie Brock was a pretty uh, yeah. intense, like, get to the truth journalist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mysterio can basically tell him anything that he wants. Like, this is your chance to redeem yourself. You can't, because I'm redeeming myself. You can redeem yourself. Mm. Come along with me as we become the superheroes that we were always meant to be. Mm. So he tricks this guy. Here we are, buddy buddies. Okay. Then we already know that Vulture is around. Also, Mysterio needs his tech. But. I'm going to say that there is going to be a jailbreak and it's going to have Scorpion involved because he's been in prison with Vulture, right? So they have had time to plot all Mm. of this. Um, And the way that they get out of this prison is with Shocker, Mm. okay? Uh, Shocker already knows Vulture, but he never went to prison, Ah. okay? So these guys are in prison. This guy is out of prison. So Vulture agrees with Mysterio to do this plan and he's like, I got a guy on the outside. He just calls him on his hand phone. <laughs> Yo, shocks. <laughs> Yo, shocks. <laughs> Me, Vulci. <laughs> and that's how they get him out. So here we are. We're piling up. We're getting wow. our pyramid. Okay. You can do that? Mm-hmm. You can. <laughs> but you can't do, can do it do like this. Oh, okay. And then, last but not least, I'm taking Morbius oh. because he's motivated by an intrinsically good reason so he could be convinced by mysterio like look you're a scientist you're in pursuit of truth you want to improve yourself to the point that you drink blood okay so come with me we're going to be the new superheroes that society needs and they work together for a time Mm -hmm. and i think tommy's right this is not a pyramid that stands the test of time Mm. they come together for just long enough to knock spider-man down it's that point in the movie when you think that he's gonna die he's at that low point right where you mm-hmm. think he's he's done for but then internal squabbling knocks this pyramid over oh. whoa yep tommy's blocks oh <laughs> tommy's, blocks. <laughs> tommy's pyramid i use them to calm down <laughs> that is actually a nice method and then spider-man lives and he actually this time for real kills mysterio oh but everyone is back on this guy's side because they've seen how bad these people actually are Mm. this the society and culture is convinced that they're good until they do something really bad i don't know what that is Mm. uh and then they turn on him again he actually kills mysterio by uh lifting him over his head in a dirty dancing Mm. uh scene (laughs) but he walks him he tricks him he goes to a bridge and he lifts him up and he just throws him over mysterio just goes with them for the whole (laughs) yeah well they weren't already at a bridge i feel so safe in your eyes where's the nearest bridge marina you're gonna get one rogi to start because my favorite part of your pitch is actually uh taking Mysterio's kind of in of I'm pretending to be a mm-hmm. hero mm-hmm. and applying it to the entire force of the Avengers, mm-hmm. especially in a moment where in the MCU the Avengers are unrecognizable. There's, a vacuum. Mm-hmm. There's no no one has seen Captain America as far mm-hmm. as they know. He's he, they listed him as as being deceased. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. I I got the the hint. Eric just did ironing for me, so I would remember <laughs> the name Iron Man. Not at all. Um, <laughs> I, I was saying vacuum. <laughs> the vacuum man. That's right. <laughs> you know, uh, vacuum man is is nowhere to be found. Uh, so right now there is a vacuum of a superhero team. Oh. So I like that part. Yeah, um, me too. I'm confused by some of the rest of it, but <laughs> my basis <laughs> is sound. My ending might need. What work. I'm going to give you is that if Spider-Man, Venom, and maybe let's say Morbius yeah. 
are actually like these two are the ones that realize that these guys are bad and it takes these three to take oh, out these four and nice. wouldn't that make sense because they have their standalone movies to like create them mm-hmm. separate them exactly as it's like anti-heroes and, yes. and whatnot so another rogi from marina wow. for, for doing that out uh, okay but my question to you yeah. at the end of this movie who gets thrown off a bridge which is the important part we all get thrown off bridges. So, yeah. Stan and That's how girlfriend. we ascend to the heaviside layer. It's like cats. <laughs> our, our jellical ball is leaping off of a bridge. Man, we're talking about suicide, right? Like, huh? Yeah. I'm not me. I'm talking about murder. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Murder. Way sexier. Give them back to me in the form of a tweet. Doc Ock wants to rock your socks. <laughs> Thank God it was socks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be ox. Just kidding. I With the cocks of yeah. five oh. other sinister socks. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> the sinister socks. <laughs> My mom would not let me wear those. The sinister socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, devil horns on them. Mm. Uh, oh, that's it. Okay, cool. So Doc Ock is – but basically Doc Ock is your, is your lead guy. Yeah. Yeah, I just hijacked Tommy's idea. Thanks. No, I thought that was great. No, we... Yeah. Uh, Tommy, can you get all six of your people in there? Yes. Uh, let's see. Sinister Six invades Spider-Man flicks, uh, led by the Vulture, a change in culture? Uh, you won't be wobbling with Hobgoblin coming in... Oh, my God. ...in uh, Dysrobius and Morbius. Dysrobius? Yeah, Dysrobius. Dysrobius. They're fully nude with this new dude, Scorpion. Is a Harry Potter term to become yeah. naked? Disrobius. <laughs> yeah. I think of dis- Dumbledore. The Harry Potters that I watch that are not sanctioned by yeah, yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers, uh, the they include a lot of Disrobius. My tweet was also four thousand <laughs> characters long. Yeah, it's still thread. going. It's a full thread. So yeah. that good. Uh, and Marina, you've had time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying that whole time. Uh, uh, new Dominic Toretto. More like Mysterio. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) How much did that app cost? (laughs) Tommy just paid $17.99. I I hired a guy to put it on my phone. (laughs) $5,000. I don't know how to install apps, and legally I shouldn't. Guys, I think somewhere on here, on this table, the Sinister Six has been formed, Mm -hmm. except I think you're leaving out Eric, your idea could have used a lizard oh, because yeah. you were all about this thing about people self-healing, using medicine, oh, and sure. you were not Aww. thinking about the scaly among us. But who has time for a new character? Uh, like Electro, who has time for Electro, who is a character that should not get his own movie and only works in a team situation? Only if Jamie Foxx comes back. Yeah. It's the only way I want to see Electro. Yeah, I just uh, think we're burnt Ray out on, um, uh, on those two from the Garfield uh, trilogy duology. Yeah, right? we had Lizard, we had Electro. I We're think put him in the background. The Sinister Six, the Garfield movies yeah, with Bill Murray. I thought that too. I was like, tell of two uh, kitties. The Sinister, <laughs> the Sinister Six can't can't all be like big stars. Some of them need no. to fall away. And then, how can you get forget the classic Otter? Otter? <laughs> otter? Yeah. Otter. Otter. <laughs> yeah. I did not Otter. Um, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, uh, so somewhere on this table is the Sinister Six. Let us know which combination you think it is, or if you have a better combination that makes more sense, which is not hard to do. Yeah. Uh, but bar. also, real quick before we move on, guys, we've got a different thing that we want to talk to you guys about, and I'm really excited to talk to you about it. It's uh, a show that me and Eric are doing. Uh, well, that one time we, I did. 
And yeah, Marina did it and once. I'll and never do. Tommy's not invited. <laughs> um, no, it's a show where we get a little tipsy. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and we put way too much effort into answering your nerdiest questions. Oh. Uh, Eric, what are some questions we've answered so far? I've loved the questions we've answered. We talked about, um, well, the one coming out this weekend is, who did Palpatine f- to oh get to God. raise no, no. father? It's who, when, how, yeah. what a good... And you have to be drunk to think about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. We talked about how deadly is Hulk's thunderclap. Uh, we talked about uh, why doesn't Darth Vader just force choke everyone? Yeah. Why isn't there more force choking in general in Star Wars? Well, there's a reason. Yeah. How it's much does Thor's hammer weigh? Yeah. yeah. We talked about how Baby Yoda ages. Yeah. There's uh, this kind of like the questions that like I wish I had time to just go on a tangent on in the mm-hmm. uh, in the Blue Dungeon, but now like with you friends do. getting drink, we we can we yeah. can just do a lot of MythBuster type research, apply real world logic and history to it, and then scare ourselves with the answers because <laughs> yeah. it's also, always dark. Also, it gets a little dangerous. I, I just remember. Yeah. That that we recreated Wolverine's claws and came yes. at you. With there are uh, some demonstrations <laughs> that oh with mixed with alcohol, probably not the best yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. And we get into some too much information about our personal lives too, because we open the field up to questions from our viewers, and sometimes they want to know things that we probably shouldn't talk about. Yeah, we realize that's a good catchphrase for the whole show. Just a big question. Uh, it's too much information. Just too much. Uh, <laughs> just about everything too nerdy, much. but also just about uh, Eric and I. Also each other. Uh, and uh, just you can check it out weekly on iTunes and also on YouTube. And to be clear, again, it'll never feature Tommy Bechtold. <laughs> Table Disrobius. Oh, there we go. It's all gone. All right, we're moving on mm-hmm. to how did Endgame set up the Eternals? Marvel released a synopsis for the upcoming Eternals movie this week, and it had an interesting sentence in it. <laughs> a very interesting <laughs> sentence. I'm talking a verb. Wow. I'm talking a noun. Wow. Conjunction? No. Punctuation? Yes. yes. In Avengers Endgame. That's a sentence, yeah. all right. Uh, following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces the Eternals out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, pitch me your theory on how Endgame uh, is going to be the catalyst for the events of the Eternals. Mm. I have an idea. Okay. Great. Um, okay, so Thanos mm-hmm. is technically an Eternal. Okay. And he has a recessive or dominant, whatever you want to say, gene, a gene that manifests him in himself that's deviant, mm. which is why he looks purple all the time. In this, in my reality, the Eternals actually <laughs> were uh, participating in the events of Endgame. They were oh. hmm. aware. And I know that goes against what uh, you just read, but guess what? This is rogue theory, not safe theory. Check the board. Judges. Yep. Yep. It actually checks out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Eternals, because they have superpowers, were actually off-world. Like, uh, Captain Marvel has other things to attend to. Human beings are not the only ones that exist. Yeah. All of these Eternals were off-world, trying to help, doing whatever they're doing, using their powers in other planets. And they were just, honestly, guys, they're just busy. They're just really busy. Uh, and when Thanos dies, when the Avengers actually kill Thanos, it wakes Which up- time? Head chop? Or snap? Uh, the snap. Gotcha. Then that is the catalyst that makes the deviants ra- rally around him because technically he is one of them. And it's like, oh, just because he's purple, the Eternals reject him? Oh, mm. just because he wiped out half of all living things? Just because <laughs> of that tiny thing that he did? You guys are going to just cast him as this bad guy. And they rally around him. And he essentially, you know, it might be Thanos' like... 
unintended consequence mm-hmm. that he probably would get a huge kick out of mm. is even after he's gone, he's still causing chaos because the deviants then s- decide to come out of hiding and they're like, you know what? We're going to cause some trouble. And then they're the reasons they start messing up like all of Earth stuff. The Avengers are gone and it causes the Eternals to have to come back because there are no Avengers active right now. And he's Thanos is essentially the reason why this all kicks off is because he died and he i think he would love that the deviants avenging him mm-hmm. oh how uh, did i miss yeah. that thank you buddy you got me yeah that's exactly why i, I I'm, I'm come into this idea that definitely the death of, of mm-hmm. thanos has ramifications because it would all right all right i'm kind of feeling it somebody else feeling yes, it? i uh i have a, a theory <laughs> A rogue theory, if you will. Uh, wait, wait, wait. That name of the out. show? That checks Safe out. Theory. He's right. So, <laughs> in my theory, uh, the Eternals did stay out of the uh, mm-hmm. Thanos saga, the Thanos conflict. They, uh, but they're still li- they, at the encouragement of one of the Eternals. Kind of had like kind of leaned on them to like, no, we should we should let this play out. We don't need that to happen. So the first third of this movie the first act we're kind of just meeting the eternals and getting an understanding of who they are this movie is star-studded there's lots of very famous people in this movie which which is going to come in for a second they're not all making it to the end they're not all going to be in the final thing because what happens when iron man snaps away thanos and all of his allies unexpectedly one member of the eternals dusts Mm. because the person i'm thinking maybe possibly richard madden's character has been icarus yeah icarus has been encouraging the eternals to stay out of it in order to benefit Thanos. They think it's because it's been like, you know, they're just like, do no harm, oh. do, do not interfere. He actually has motivation. He's been, he's been in league with Thanos. So he's convinced them to stay out of it. So this leads to almost a like knives out whodunit of like, was anyone else maybe not in league with Thanos, but at least in league with Icarus? And like, were they yeah. helping Icarus? Not maybe necessarily knowing what they're doing, but still have some blood on their hands or have some dust on their hands, <laughs> if you will. And then to... As they've never been more fragmented, the deviants come is begin to manifest their powers oh. on Earth, forcing them to have to kind of not really trust each other, but still team up to stop this thing. And there's a big like, you know, in the end, they they're able to come together and fight as a team. But it takes them a long time to really be a cohesive unit again because they're so devastated by the tragic, unforeseen event that we get in the. That's the tragic process. event. Yes, so that is my Eternals film. That's a good tragic event. I rest my case. So yours is more the inciting incident of the whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Based on that. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take it. Okay. I'm going to take it. I'm going to buy it for... Oh, oh, I dropped a bunch of things oh. here, so you can just have everything I'm dropping. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Two quarters. Two quarter rogues. Two quarter rogues. Can you drop it? And another one. Yay! <laughs> Three quarter rogues. 70.75. Can you do this? Yeah. Three quarters of one rogi. Okay. Yes. Not the way you can, buddy. Yeah. All right, here's my theory. Uh, <laughs> I think the events of Avengers Endgame have left Earth in a state of like crisis because we find people are gonna want to know who was this Thanos guy who did this to us. Like, imagine if this happened in our real. We'd want to know who this space tyrant was. That's right. So we find out maybe that he's a deviant, and due to the Kree coming in, maybe they'll say like, okay, we have a lot of research about eugenics and genetic engineering. Mm-hmm. There's a such thing called deviant because scrolls were der- derived, they were descendants of the deviants. So they're like, um, there are many, there are thousands amongst you earthlings, Terrans, who have this deviant gene. So it creates this crisis, this kind of discriminatory lock uh-huh. these people up, put them in cages. And then uh, an archeologist uh, who studies ancient history by the name of Dane Whitman 
uh, looks into the history of the deviant gene uh, and through his exploration uncovers the ebony blade, which becomes, uh, turns him into the Black Knight. Mm. And this uh, blade is kind of like, it transports him, makes him unstuck in time to go back to ancient history to meet the Eternals of ancient oh, cool. times. So he gets to learn about like the, the history of the difference between the Eternals and the deviants and how this all began with the Celestials, et cetera, et cetera. And he finds out that the conflicts of the past are the same as the conflicts of the present. And back in the day, it was Eternals versus Deviants, us versus them. And people believed, like, the way the create the scroll, the, they believe these monstrous others are evil when, in fact, the twist is the Deviants are actually totally fine. They're totally they okay They got a bad people. name. Yeah, they just got a bad rap. Dane Whitman of uh, Black Knight <laughs> is going to find out the Deviants are actually great people. And their descendants are just as fine. They're so super he, fun at parties. Yeah, he helps <laughs> win this war in favor of the deviants so that they can survive and uh, create in the descendants past or now in, in the in past. Okay. And then in the present, we go oh. back to the future. And we find out the descendants of these deviants are named mutants. <sighs> so he's able to start winning this fight, became become the champion of the Marvel mutants in the modern age, and it, it sets the stage now for mutants to be second class citizens in the modern day MCU because of their I deviant like gene. Because of their deviant jeans. I know it's not exactly mm. comic book canon, but I think it's uh, part of the history that most Marvel enthusiasts aren't so passionate about that I feel like Kevin Feige can kind of mm. tweak the history a bit. So you're throwing out there, let me get this straight. What? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. sounds pretty Precisely. Huh? You're crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I mean, I guess. Uh, you're throwing out there that the majority of this movie takes place in the deep distant past. Yes. It's going to be on multiple timelines, which uh, Kevin Feige and the Marvel team have kind of hinted at that it's going to take place back in Babylonian era, um, in, back in the Sumerian era, back in ancient Egypt. It's, we're going to jump around to a bunch era. of different time periods. Yeah. Ancient Lord times. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to start in the modern era. We're going to go back. We're going to learn things about the present time that's going to inform how we should look at these other people. That These other people are just fine. They're just different and there's like nothing that's... wrong with that Aww. eric that's the spare <laughs> words where's this guy going with this <laughs> i don't know that's the best rogue theory we've had Yay! that's Yay! a golden wow. roguey well, i got the golden roguey, the golden roguey. Oh, really you're going to hollywood Special. Well, I really did get a little chills over that. Yeah, theory. that yeah, was really the good. Civil and Eric's rights so clever as magic. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, now he dies. <laughs> Throw him off a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> Eric. Any Marcy. item on on the back wall is yours for the rest of the episode. Get your headshot. Any item? Get your headshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And you, and you, that was very expensive. Careful, it's signed by a forger. Okay. <laughs> Uh, guys, I'm, I hate to tell you this. The Golden Rogie, Eric automatically wins the entire episode. You know what? I agree oh, with it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. If you make a civil rights metaphor, I'm down. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, Eric, to be clear, th th was there a civil rights metaphor in there? Yes. Yes. Because you're Give me sure. back that Rogie. <laughs> no. Give it back. No. Give it back. Yes, I'm my here lord. for this s Crap. <laughs> the golden rogi. I stole it for you, my lord. So do I have to put this back on the wall? <laughs> back in your cage. <laughs> 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 okay, fine. You can keep it. All right. But it can't be unkept. 
Oh no, I've been covered in <laughs> it's crystal. Get, a civil rights message get. because the original X Men comics had a civil rights message. Exactly. I it didn't is. put it in there. It was there from the beginning. You're discriminating exactly. against people. Give it up for right. like the Black Knight. Eric Loss. You dusted it off as an archaeologist. Uh, and and brought a blade to work. Yeah. <laughs> which, he, yeah. which Eric Ted told a story about. He does keep a blade on him. Yeah. <laughs> At all times. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. I don't want that picture because there is. I have a cold sore in it. Oh. <laughs> Why would you touch your, your headshot? Shot? On yeah, a day you have a cold sore. Why would you not down. have it removed in the in yeah, post production? Yeah, the guy should have fixed it. You would think, we'll tell that story in Rogue the or in Big Question. Oh, yeah, about those right. pictures. Yeah, it's yeah. a big question. There big should question. be a whole Big Question episode about that headshot. Yeah. You'll never know, will you? I can watch. You can't stop me from <laughs> yeah, watching. Yes, only, I can. Only my parents can limit my screen time. <laughs> Guys, uh, uh, all right. Uh, well, we all know that Eric won this episode. So one by one, each host has to look directly into the camera to wink and say, give me some sinister sex. Okay. <laughs> Eric, I wish you hadn't won now. Okay. Mm. Give me some sinister sex. <laughs> that was good. He kept a straight face the whole time. Give, uh, quasi straight. Yeah. Give me some sinister <laughs> sex. <laughs> <laughs> You're just blinking. He got it. Okay. All right, ready? This camera? Mm -hmm. Okay. Give me some sinister sex. <gasps> Vagina! Because <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Rogue Theory, uh, let's do a quick recap of uh, point totals. Uh, Marina, uh, just real quick, three. I just want to point out, you had three in Spider-Man. Yep. Tommy got 2.75. Give me some sinister sex. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Stop winking. Uh, and Eric got two plus infinity. That's Yay. what it is. Uh, uh, that's, that's so amazing. Thank you for going rogue with us. Uh, thanks to our guest, Marina Mastros. Where can you find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Marina Mastros. Tommy Bechtold. I'm serving at Gino's East Pizzeria tonight. That's true. And if you're in Los Angeles, <laughs> it's true. You can visit him. On, yeah. on uh, Magnolia? Yeah, Riverside. Right. Don't yep. come to yep. my work. Uh, <laughs> can, Unless you've got any problems with Tommy. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can find me at EA Voss. On the channel, We this week we're going to go into why Scott Derrickson really left the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie. Uh, great. That's that's fascinating. Uh, also, remember to check out Big Question. We're really excited about this week's episode. We're kind of like making it our big launch episode, even though yes. we've already done like five or six of them. <laughs> so uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and obviously all those other shows. Uh, follow us all on Twitter at New Rockstars. Find out when all that stuff comes out. And follow me at <laughs> Philip Molina uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Wow. Give me some sinister sex. Wink, wink, wink. You got oh. it. Let's yes, go. Yes, please. <laughs> Let's do it, guys. All right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>